0: Hello, you are listening to Desert Island Fun Picks. The following podcast was recorded on the 10th of March, before the government lockdown was put in place and in the midst of the market turmoil. But I hope, through these unprecedented times, you'll enjoy listening to the podcast. Hello, I'm Theo Andrew, reporter for Citywide Wealth Manager. Welcome to our new podcast series, Desert Island Fun Picks, where I'll be asking Top wealth manager CIOs, which five funds they would choose if they were cast away to a desert island. Joining me today, I have Rory McPherson from Sigma, head of investment strategy. Rory, thank you for coming into the studio. Thanks
1: for having me along, hey Theo.
0: Um, so, I think we just have to start. We're sitting here on the day after Black Monday, the most extreme sort of market fall since 2008, uh, and yeah, essentially in the midst of Corona and, and falling oil prices. What? what's your sort of current outlook on the market and and, and when's it when's it going to end?
1: When's it going to end? That's a million-dollar question. Um, look, I mean, the the market's obviously obviously fallen from what we thought were very overbought levels. So, you know, you go back to kind of uh, sort of mid-February, you had the US market at the most expensive it had been since 2002. It was most overbought it had been um, in knocking on nine years. So there was clearly, it was clearly going to be knocked off course very easily and we've had that with the kind of, outburst of coronavirus, COVID-19, and also the double whammy effect of the oil price collapse and the sort of the, the, the potential price war between Saudis and Russia. So, you know, I, I guess the question then becomes, is it is now a time to be buying? We've been edging in for our clients, selling the stuff that we think is has got to overstretch levels, in particular sort of government bonds, and buying into the more sort of cyclical bits of the market, just, you know, s- small increments, because I think it is going to run on for, for you know, a good period of time, um, but edging into those parts of the market which look um, aggressively oversold. You know, we're now 20% down for the year in markets like the UK and Japan. Um, when is it going to end? You know, I think we need to see more capitulation. So you've still got the um, more expensive parts of the equity market Holding up best, and I think you probably need to see some capitulation out of the sort of technology names into them, the more beaten up names before um, you get the, the 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 big rally again. But with the stimulus, one would expect that to come. But you know, until the all clear is sounded on the COVID nineteen, we're not going to have it until then.
0: See, it could be could be a long while before we have any any more certainty. On a on a personal note, have you been stockpiling? Or I
1: haven't been stockpiling. I haven't been stockpiling. So I'll, I'll be um I'll be shaking my colleagues
0: down for their um kind of pasta and, <laughs> and hand sanitizer <laughs> if it gets to that see so hopefully not fingers fingers crossed um great so let's let's move on to your your fund picks yeah. um do you want to just give a brief overview of, of why you've selected these five funds and and um yeah sort of what what are your kind of metrics for for selection
1: yeah so so Sigma Investment Management. We run a, a pretty tight buy list, so we have about thirty-two funds on the buy list. So, it's, so it's pretty tight. What I've tried to do is to pick one from each of the themes that we have: so, defense, hunt for yield, protection, exposure to emerging markets, and thematic, thematic equities as well. Um, so, hopefully, we've got a good mix and something that represents what what we try and do at Sigma.
0: Fantastic. Um, so, let's let's start with your first fund. It's the Allianz Strategic Bond Fund. Um, this is managed by Citywide Aerated, rated Mike Riddle and Casper Presniak. Brez- it's got one million assets under management. I mean, do you want to tell us a bit more of why, why you've chosen this?
1: Yeah, so, so we like this. So, so Mike and Casper we rate extremely highly. Think they're fantastic managers, and we actually owned the, the Gilt fund, which was run by um, Mike previously um, at, at Allianz, and, and rotated into this um, last summer. Um, And like this fund because it gives them more flexibility. So, you know, one of the big bets that you buy when you buy a defensive bond fund, and that's what we see this as, is that bond yields fall, you make money. With this fund, it gives them that they're not um, handcuffed to that trade. So they can be very flexible around their interest rate exposure. They can be long or short credit and they can play currencies as well. So that to us gives them lots of levers that they can pull to make money. You know, this year would be a good example in that, like a lot of people, they started the year pretty constructive on the economy, had very low exposure to interest rates and some exposure to emerging market currencies. They switched that round very quickly and have boosted up their interest rate exposure very high um, and have been short credits. They've made good money in the sell-off and they've now looked to temper that a little bit and reduce some of the short they've got in credit markets. So essentially they can move very quickly and um, lots
0: of levers they can pull to, to make money. So they're quite nimble in the way they, very they, much, they can very approach. Much. Um, brilliant. And so just, just as reference, their return is 18.1% over three years versus the market average of 12.6%. Um, and I guess in the current climate and things like that, will will that sort of ability to be to be quite nimble will that that play to their benefit? In
1: yeah, it's it, it really helped. I mean, so so for this year, for instance, so so we sit here today with gilt yields at about naught point two five um, as, as, as as we're doing the the interview. And they have, they, you know, they started the year with about four years duration. They got it up to about 10. So they've been very good at switching that, that dial very quickly and, you know, return space there um, neck and neck with the gilt markets, up close to 11% for, for, for the year so far. But the nice comfort for us is that we now don't look at, you know, they're not locked into um, the movements of the, of the gilt yield. Um, and they can make money through lots of different sources, so currencies and, and, and credit markets. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they can be flexible, they can be nimble.
0: Fantastic. Moving on to your second fund pick is 24 Asset Back to Income, run mm-hmm. by Douglas Charleston and Rob Ford. Um, why have you Why have you selected this fund?
1: Yeah, so, so 24 are, are a manager that we sort of, one of our top picks with, within the credit space, and particularly sort of esoteric credits. So um, we think broad-based credit markets, so if you think of investment grade or high-yield markets, are... Um, not particularly attractive. I mean, spreads have blown out massively in, in in high yield markets now. They're above sort of 2018 levels, but a lot of that's driven by energy. So this we would we would sit alongside um, or instead of actually a high yield investment. It's a similar credit rating, but it's much lower risk because it has no interest rate duration. So in fact, the interest rate duration of this portfolio is zero, um, and what it's exposed to is a mix of consumer credit in the form of residential mortgages and corporate credit in the form of collateralized loan, loan obligations. So what we get from it is a yield of about 6%, which up until the last two days has been a lot better than what you get in high-yield markets. High-yield markets, you can now get 7.5%, but a lot of that is attributed to energy companies, which have, um, you know, 15% of the index, which has blown out significantly. This has no exposure to the energy market. Um, so yield of about 6%, very stable. And for us, it's a much better trade-off than owning high yield. So since we've owned that, it's given us returns of 70%, 70% greater than high yield with less than 70% of the risk. So a relatively low risk way of getting good
0: yield. Um, you mentioned collateral, collateralized loan obligations there, CLOs. Um, obviously, sort of the cracks of the 2008 crash. Is there, is there a stigma attached to, to, to that? they those sorts of investments.
1: Definitely, the definitely. Um, th- 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 there still is. Um, and people don't like them. And, you know, that's part of the attraction for us is that it's it's in the price. Um, people don't want to own them. So you get paid a better yield. And in fact, you know, all of the mortgage loans within this portfolio are UK or European based, where the lending standards are very tight. And the um, the sort of capital ratios of, 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 of the banks and building societies that, own them um, are extremely high so for us they are you know very safe assets and w- with a very good yield so there's much more security there than there was 12 years ago <laughs> yeah and it's <laughs> different it's different you know this yeah. is this is uk versus us
0: yeah i guess with that let's go on to your third fund the leg mason rare infrastructure fund um managed by nick langley and shane hersey uh, so yeah give us give us a brief overview of this this fund
1: yeah so this is a um a a sort of thematic equity fund that we own for, primarily for, for, for the income. It has lots of exposure to um, the utilit- utilities, so regulated utilities in particular. Um, unlike a lot of infrastructure managers, the exposure to energy is very low. So what that means is it has very good defensive characteristics um, and has been, you know, it, because of that, it's been a very good performer for us, particularly in times of stress. The managers themselves, so um, Nick and Shane, have been very good at rotating the portfolio as well. So early this year, they had a lot of exposure to electric utilities in the US, rotated out of that into um, cheaper parts of the market. They've now rotated back into the electric utilities in the, in the US that have sold off heavily in, the, in in the last couple of weeks. So very active approach. Um, and have generally been very good at preserving capital whilst giving us
0: an income of five percent, which in today's world is is, is extremely attractive. Mm. Um, so just looking at its its returns over three years, it's thirty one point three percent versus um, a sector average of thirty point eight percent. I mean, you mentioned sort of the insights of the fund there. I mean, could you give just a bit more of an idea of what the key differentiators of, of this fund to other? other infrastructure and alternative funds? Yeah,
1: I mean, I I, I guess there's th- th- there's two things that stand out. One, the energy weightings in this fund are, are considerably lower. So very low weightings to energy. Um, it's also extremely liquid. So it's not like a infrastructure trust where you'll be buying hard physical assets. These are all um, listed equity securities. Um, so those those are really the, the, the key differences for us. There's also, you know, th- there's a big focus on, um cash flow um modelling as well, which which the team we think have superior skill in um and that, that's borne out by the numbers.
0: Fantastic. Um right, let's move on to your fourth fund pick, which is Fidelity Emerging Markets Total Return Debt Fund, um, managed by Eric Wong and Steve Ellis. Um it's got an AUM of close to a billion euros, nine hundred and fifty eight million euros. Um yeah, tell us tell us more.
1: Yes, this is a relatively new fund for us. So it's one we've allocated to in the last couple of weeks, and we switched out of a um, more foot-to-the-floor emerging market manager. Um, We like the Fidelity team because they have a um, very structured approach. So it blends hard currency debt, so hard currency corporate and hard currency sovereign debt, with local debt. So a very kind of stringent process around that. Lots of cash flow modelling for, for, for the economies and the countries. And it, what the team have done and what we think that they're, they're extremely good at is um, getting good risk-adjusted returns. So they've been very good in market downturns without giving up too much on the upside as well. So a very good, steady-eddy approach to investing in emerging market debt. And they have the flexibility to tilt between local currency, hard currency, um,
0: which we think is, which we think is attractive as well. Right, and you mentioned uh, you switched from a more foot to the floor manager. Would you be able to tell us who who that w- was? Yeah, the, the, was the, that?
1: the manager we had was Ashmore, which had a fair bit more local debt. Um, this is, you know, less local debt, m- more hard currency. The yield is still very good. So, you know, the yield of this fund is around six percent, um, with you know a d- decent amount of duration as well. But it's duration in countries where generally they're easing, debt levels aren't super high. So we think that's that's an attractive place to be.
0: Um, is it is there a, in terms of allocation in emerging markets where 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 are they more it, 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 everywhere it's
1: very broad based so um latin america europe middle east asia um you know the 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 full gamut without big biases to um you know the the the, the more distressed parts of the market so latin america would, would be an obvious one there
0: fantastic um and that has returned 14.2% versus 10.8% uh, sector average over 3 years um and your final final fund, um, the Newburger U.S. Equity Putwire Fund, run by Derek Evans and Rory Ewing. Um, it's got an AUM of 567 million dollars. Uh, tell us, tell us more.
1: Yeah, So, the, so the Put right Fund from, from Newburger is for us a defensive way of getting exposure to the U.S. equity market. So we use it to complement our, our U.S. equity managers, and it's it's a it's recognition of the fact that we think the U.S. market. Is the most expensive, and is probably the most prone to a to a, to a downdraft. Um, so you know specifically what this fund does is it gets exposure to the U.S. market by selling puts, if you like selling insurance on the premise that people tend to overpay for insurance. So when you know the, the sweet spot for this fund is time like now, when you get big spikes in the VIX. So yesterday you had the VIX spiking up to. Um Around sixty, which is you know hasn't been that high since two thousand and eight um and that's when they make the most money from selling these insurance options, so it cushions their returns so the put
0: option that gives them the right to to sell at a certain price is, 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 is yes the right. the, the, they're
1: selling that to someone else so it gives someone yeah. else the, the the right to sell at a certain price so by selling by writing the put option, they are giving um someone else the the option of getting out of the market and us as the investor exposure to the market, but we get cushioned by the price that they can sell it for. The price is driven by the level of volatility in the market. So if you have a, a year like last year, when everything goes up in pretty much a straight line, um, they're not going to make much money from selling their options. So you get you know US equity type returns, um, but you don't get much on top of that. Whereas now, because volatility is high and you can make lots of money from selling this insurance, um, they're getting lots of cushion. So we would expect in this type of environment for them to have about 50% of the downside of, of, of the US market um, and then you know, bank that return from selling the options at, at higher price. Um, very generally, we you know we expect this fund to have a um, a beta or a link, if you like, to the US equity market of somewhere between 0.2, 0.2 and 0.8. So typically it's around 0.5. Um, so it allows you to participate in the upside, but lots of cushion on the, on, on the downside as well, which is very important to us. And it gives us optionality then in terms of when we do have a downdraft like now, which we think has you know several legs to it, um, it's going to be something that's going to hold a hold up reasonably well. And if we see opportunities, we can take money from this and put it somewhere else.
0: Is it is it a fund you moved into because of the current market volatility, or we were, were you already there before? We've been there for a couple of years, um, but it's been... It,
1: the the reason that we and we work with with Newberger in sort of bringing this over to, to 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 the UK market was because we felt that the US was prone to um, setbacks and wanted to have defensive exposure to it.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, it's not it's not one I've really come across in in across in the UK essentially. I don't know if it's if it, is it is it widely widely known over here or is it is it kind of.
1: Um, I would say it's it, it's still fairly. Fairly niche, mm-hmm. um, you know. There's the, 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 there's definitely some holders of it, and, and people are, are, are warming to it. But um, but no, I mean, I think it's I think it's still fairly niche.
0: Brilliant. Okay, thank you, Rory. There there are your <laughs> five funds on on your desert island. Um, just maybe one question one question to, to end. Do you um do you have a particular music that you like investing to, or is it but like investing of, to? Yeah, is there is there anything that gets the juices flowing when you're <laughs> when you're <laughs>
1: I don't know about, um, at work, no. I don't, I mean, you know, I'm quite boring. I don't tend to, <laughs> to, to tend to listen to, to, to music It's at harder work. in the office, I guess. Yeah, your, and office. then at home it's things like um,
0: Hey Tiger and the Grand Old Duke of York these days. So <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing too racy. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, brilliant. Well, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Rory. Cheers. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks.